Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It's 9.30 on a Monday. Today's, Today's Monday, Tuesday. Right? Fuck. <laughs> Today was also my first day back treating clients. That's why I know the date and you don't. Yeah, well, it feels like freaking Monday. That's why. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Amanda. And yeah, it's late night, but that's the way we do things these days because uh, time is imaginary. Even though RMTs have been given the green light to go back to work, we're easing into it. Not everyone has decided to Phase go back. Phase two of opening stuff everywhere, but uh, but the Golden Horseshoe, the Golden Horseshoe, the Horseshoe. What is it? I don't know. Maybe we can ask our guest. All I know is that Toronto's not included. So I'm pretty sure all of the whole the Horseshoe people are, are not yeah. included. So unfortunately, Conant Institute will not be reopening yet. Just yet. Hopefully soon. We are hoping and praying. Um, tonight, we are also hoping and praying that we are going to be able to record an unprofessional hour. We sometimes start out with that intention and it doesn't always go that way. But I think that the guest we have on the phone tonight is ready and has some stories. And I forgot to ask her before we started recording if we are using her name or not. So I'm going to skip her name and let her introduce herself. Don't use your name. Don't use your name. You've been warned. But I will say, because I feel like this is perfectly safe, I will say that... Uh, I know this person from school and anyone who has listened to many episodes knows that I constantly talk about the fact that everybody fucking hated me at that school. There was maybe like two people that didn't hate me. I'm hoping that you were one of them actually since we're talking about like, Did they really? I was going to say, can you at least confirm the fact that people hated me? Well, I- I'm going to say I ignored a lot of people. I, you know what I mean? Like half of the people I'd talk to, but it was surface. You you kept to yourself, yeah. When you said yeah. you ignored people, what do you mean? Like they would come up to you and well, be like, hey, hey, stranger. Because uh, I don't know what we're calling you yet. <laughs> <laughs> be like, hey, hey, girl. And you're like, I'm not talking to you today. Yeah, it was more along the lines of, you know, if someone was like, well, let's go for drinks or hang out. Like that wasn't necessarily me. I came there to do one thing and one thing only. See, that's Apparently that's it wasn't proof, to drink. But, but that is proof <laughs> that. Everybody hated me. I'm telling you, there was not one person that ever said, hey, Amanda, do you want to go for drinks? Hey, you want to get coffee? Hey, you want to go for lunch? No, absolutely fucking not. Wait, are you talking about go for drinks like right after class? Are you talking about go for drinks into the evening? Because you guys were like in a like eight to one class, right? 8 a.m. to yeah, 1 p.m. Yeah. Like, so I guess the social stuff, like especially in between like clinic, uh, you know, that break, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. Or, or like a lunch break, those type of things. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I was left out. No. <laughs> It's okay. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, well, did you did you like your classmates? I mean, did it bother yeah, you? Yeah, no, they didn't bother me. But you know, you know, when you notice we're different people. Like some people, I wouldn't necessarily hang out with outside of class. So I didn't feel like I was missing anything. <laughs> what about these people made you feel like oh, I don't want to? I don't want to associate with you. Um, you know what? I it's not that they've done anything to me. It, I'm just I always been that person that's always kept to myself unless you talk to me over a period of time, then I start to open up. That's just been in my nature. Uh, so that could have worked out if they just were more persistent than is what yeah, you're saying. Pretty much. Gotcha. Pretty much. I think the one, per- I, I probably talked to maybe two people like consistently throughout class. And, um, 
one because we had some things in co- in common and the other person because he was helping me out with the stock market. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So if you saw us disappear for a little bit. You guys weren't that, banging something. Yeah, we, we were actually just waiting. Rumors. <laughs> we were just waiting for the stock market to open. Wink, wink. <laughs> After we finish recording, I have to confirm if I know who we're talking about here. Oh, you probably do. <laughs> so is this the story that you just tell your significant other? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, why don't we let our guest introduce herself so you can tell everyone what your name is and how long you've been a therapist and, you know, what kind of practice you have right now. Oh, okay. Well, my name is Jessica. I've been practicing, well, I guess we're heading into my ninth year. I can't believe it. Yeah, because you were, you graduated just after me, right? So I'm I'm just over nine years. So yeah. Yeah. yeah it doesn't even feel like it. I really feel like I'm, I'm stuck in time. And um, I love every bit of it. That's awesome. What kind of practice do you have now? Primarily rehab for athletes and car accidents is who I work with. And um, I have a few that are just like my regular relaxation, but a lot of my clients are for the purpose of rehab. Okay. And you also have another career, right? You are a massage therapist and... A personal trainer. Yeah. So I beat them up and then I treat them. <laughs> the best combination. Exactly. Do you prefer one over the other? Because I think you were a trainer first, right? Yeah. And then you added yes. the massage. And I know there was a time in your life that I think you were doing like physio assisting or something as well. Yes. Do you prefer training? Do you prefer the massage? Or are you just happy having both of them and being able to refer your own clients to yourself? Um, You know what? Because I get more time to speak to my clients during a, a massage session, I prefer the massage aspect. But I do love training. Like I love to see people achieve goals that they've set for themselves and push them past whatever walls they've created for themselves. A lot of it is, you know, that mental roadblock that we've created over a period of time. And sometimes it's setting unrealistic goals and just reeling them back in. So I find that the relationships that I have with my personal training clients and massage therapy clients are similar, but the difference is there's that achievement that they can see in front of their face, in front of the mirror, right? So they know physically they've lost 20 pounds or they're, they're stronger. Whereas massage therapy, yes, you feel good. You're mentally relieved and, um, you know, you physically rehabilitated, really rehabilitated themselves. So there's two aspects of it, but I, I love every bit. But I find with the massage therapy, it brings in a whole other conversation. Yeah. I've met some very interesting people. Is it weird for you to have people that you do personal training with and then take them over to do massage? Because there are a whole bunch of standards and guidelines and everything else, like ethical shit that we have to keep in mind as a massage therapist working with patients that you don't necessarily have as a personal trainer. So Mm -hmm. have you had those moments? Because I know I did when I first started doing massage therapy. I was already a personal trainer for fucking so long before that. And then a bunch of my people, I brought them into massage from doing training work but I mean like when I was doing training stuff when I was younger two I used to drink more and so I was like (laughs) you know highly inappropriate as a trainer just in general and then they know me as that kind of energetic you know um, inappropriate kind of dude that says a lot of weird shit super professional it's not that I turned super (laughs) professional but it's it's definitely something different than what they were expecting it was almost like Mm. well uh, who's this guy kind of thing you know what I find I guess now that I've become a massage therapist, it actually created 
a greater bond with my client base. Um, and that is solely because I find that you guys probably already know this. You provide somebody with their health history form. They put all the things that they think you want to hear. And a lot of what happens to them physically um, may occur in their everyday life that they don't think twice about. So as I allow them to speak and they, they, you know, they let me know as an example, I'll give you an example. I had a girl come into my clinic one day. Um, she was referred to the physiotherapist first. He comes to me and says, you know what? I truly believe she has a concussion, but she has no recollection of there ever being any form of injury. And he's just like, you know what? I'm going to treat her as per normal because she came in with whiplash, but she had lights off everything because she was so sensitive. She comes to me now and she wants to be treated for the whiplash. And as we're chit-chatting, so I'm like, how are you doing? And it's a young lady. She's in her mid-teens, so 16, 17. And um, as we're chit-chatting, I was like, so what do you do? And she's like, oh, well, you know, I, I play um, some sports occasionally, but I haven't done anything recently. So I said, OK, well, what else have you been up to? She's like, well, look, I do some horseback riding. And I'm like, OK, well, what kind of horseback riding? She goes, well, the last few times I've been horseback riding, I went bareback. And I'm like, what? Because I know nothing about horseback yeah, riding. Bareback right? means so something like, completely different. Right. <laughs> so I'm hearing bareback and I'm just like, OK, do I ask? Like, <laughs> You're like, you want kids, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> So I ask her and I'm like, okay, what is bareback horseback riding? And she's like, when you do it without the saddle. And she's like, oh, so when she starts to speak about it, she goes into the fact that one day she almost fell off and she had to hold on for dear life. And this is when she ends up getting the whiplash. Mm. And again, never would have talked about it. But I think like being able to be open with your client and having good conversation, I've now transitioned to having that in a massage therapy environment. and taking that into the personal training environment. And that has now allowed me to gain a better understanding of what may hinder a client from achieving the goals that they have on a daily basis. How do you feel about horseback riding? Tell me what you, tell me what <laughs> you feel about horseback riding. I'm not doing it. Why not? I don't trust them. I know nothing about a horse. <laughs> I am a city girl. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do we want to go into detail? Yeah, so for sure. Th this black girl is not riding a horse. <laughs> She's not doing it. I am sorry. You just made him so happy because we have <laughs> I don't this, get it. We have this it. conversation all the time. When I was younger, I used to really enjoy horseback riding. I haven't been on a horse like since before I had children. So it's been it's been some time. And every time I was going horseback riding, I would always have to go with friends. And a lot of my friends would bring their spouses. Mark would nope. never come with me. No and way. I would try to convince him. And so one day I said to him, I'm like, I don't understand. You ride fucking motorcycles, but you're scared to get on a horse. He's like, yeah. I'm in control of the motorcycle. You're right. asking me to get on an animal. Like, absolutely not. Mark, I'm right there with you. Yeah. We'll wait for you when you're finished. <laughs> we'll be waiting for you. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a celebratory drink, but we are not riding the damn horse. No, I think I said this before on one of the other podcasts. Like, I'd fucking, I'd be so angry if I was a horse. Like, I'd be angry right now if a monkey jumped on my back and was like, go, go faster. <laughs> kick, go you. left, go right. Kicking you, know? you in the ribs. Yeah, kicking me in the ribs, <laughs> pulling on my face. You know, <laughs> fucking. I would hate that. I understand people's fear. I <laughs> that guess that horse doesn't want to be there. I guess because I've done it 
a few times. That horse like, didn't you, want you, you on You get over the fear. That what, horse what, didn't a, want what about, uh, what's his name? Superman? Superman? Christopher Reeves, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The horse didn't want him there. See? There you go. Yeah, and do you know how many people die on motorcycles? Would you, you want to start that with the statistics? Okay, Miss, miss, uh, miss uh, Horseback Rider, what other animals would you jump on their back and, and let them transport you? <laughs> I don't know. You could ride camels. You could. <laughs> would, you, would you get on a camel's back? If I was in the desert, maybe. How about a, how about an elephant? I think I've seen people do that with elephants. I'm I like, you guys are fucking crazy. I think it's crazy. unethical. Yeah. So I don't want why animal is it rights people I'm just coming wondering, at me. Why is it unethical? Honestly, why a horse and not I, an elephant? I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend to be an expert. There's turtle? probably animal rights people that are saying, I can't believe you get on a horse. Like, I have no idea. I have no <laughs> so idea. True. So I don't want to piss anybody off. So, you know, what? I'm just going to stay off the animals. <laughs> I'm going to leave them alone. Like, I feel if you can ride a horse, you should be able to ride anything else. I don't know. I don't think you should be riding horses just because I think it's strange. But what do I know? Mm. I don't know. I don't know what you know. <laughs> well, anyway, let's uh, let's talk to Jessica. Let's learn some things about a day in the life of a massage therapist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So pre-COVID, what would you have said if somebody approached you, which I am right now, and said, what is the most ridiculous thing that has happened to you in your nine-year career as a massage therapist? Oh, I want to say, can I have, I just have one? No, you can have like 17. Go ahead. Okay, all right. <laughs> I want to say the first client that, so this is when I first started, maybe within a couple months of starting. And I didn't know so people were so free with speaking about their personal lives. And this woman just jumps on the table and she's like, ah, I'm in the middle of having a divorce. I hate my husband. husband. He's a piece of shit. I'm like, okay. <laughs> And she's like, yeah. And he, he ran up our credit card bill on prostitutes. And I'm thinking, okay, this can't be over soon enough. She just jumped into it. eh? Like not even, not even, I know we talk about this all the time on the podcast, how like your clients, they build a relationship with you. They get to know you. And like that part of it, like you were saying earlier is something that you really appreciate because it helps you get to know people and you're happy they're free. But yeah, the ones that just jump right into all things personal. Right. I think I think it doesn't matter if you're a massage no, therapist or the grocery all. store clerk. Like <laughs> if they feel like unloading at that moment, it's happening. Yeah. And exactly. who uses credit cards on prostitutes? Like that's, well, that's just a whole strange side <laughs> Like what? I like what? I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm out. I don't understand. Maybe you're out, you were ever in? No, I just mean like maybe have I have a talk. Maybe I just don't understand how the world of prostitution works because I can't imagine back in the days when I understand. Because okay, so in Toronto, back in my youth, when we used to go out to bars and clubs downtown from the suburbs, there is a street called Jarvis Street. Mm-hmm. And back when I was in my uh, going out days, so this is like. I don't know. What are these going out days for me? Like, er, like mid mid tw- mid to late twenty years mid ago, to, <laughs> mid to late nineties were probably my going out days. Mid, yeah, something around there. And uh, my buddy and I, we whenever we're coming back up to north of the city, we used to take Jarvis up and we play the game count the hookers, right? Mm-hmm. Because you, there was a guarantee there was always going to be a bunch of hookers on Jarvis between I can't remember like Queen and College. There was like the most amount, and so I, you know, because when you say hooker. 
I think I think someone on the street. I, and I, I can't imagine someone on the street saying having a point of sale machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> because I'm old, right? These are high class hookers. But I assume, yeah, high class hookers or For call sure, girls you call or escorts. An escort service exactly. that has a website. So that's what this is. This isn't someone out picking up on someone the at the corner. corner of the street. No. Oh. Do those even exist anymore with the oh. internet? Because this is this is pre-internet. I'm talking about. That's true. I wonder if streetwalkers still exist. Ladies of the night. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we might have to go take a drive up Jarvis <laughs> when we're done here let's let's go for an, a, let's go an for a evening stroll it's nice outside too so if they're going to be out because that's what we also noticed the nights that it was really fucking nice outside that was when you see the most amount <laughs> I learned so many things about my husband on these episodes Jessica <laughs> Well, you know, this can make this either makes you or break you, right? Count count the hookers. <laughs> so that person just really wanted every person to know how shitty her husband was. Eh? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. she was angry. I had another one with um, this woman. She's like, you know, what, how how would I say she says this? Because I asked her I'm like, about her husband, and she's like, okay, well. Don't judge me. And at, at that point in time, I'm like, here we go. I know with, with don't judge me, there's probably a lot to judge. And she's like, well, my husband, who was once the, so he was also the father to her former fiance. Wait, let me do that. Wait, right wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you heard right. He was also, <laughs> her husband was the father to, oh, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. This so is she's fine. like, Jerry's, she's like, Jerry Springer moment. And I'm like, you're damn right it is. Yeah. So her. <laughs> So her current husband is the father to her former fiance. And because money was also tight, when they actually got married, the former fiance got married the same day. So they shared the ceremony together. You heard, right? Yeah. They, she, just, yeah. You need to see our faces right now. <laughs> yeah. We're like, I, I have nothing to say. I just want to hear more. I'm on the edge of my fucking seat. Keep going. <laughs> they shared the ceremony together. And obviously now the ex-wife has to come because the mother of the groom is present, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who's who. Like we got the we got the whiteboard out. Oh right, the whole family. The ex. Right. Oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. Yes, I uh, definitely looked at them differently at that point. What nationality <laughs> were they? Just out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mark. Oh, sorry, I can't do that. Oh, bad, bad timing, Mark. Bad timing. <laughs> Comedy has no rules. Oh wow, you oh, have yeah. had some interesting clients. Jeez, I mean. When you said about the woman who just started unloading, I had a client exactly like that. And same thing. She was one of my first. Like I was, you know, probably in practice if two months. Like yeah. she it was very, very early on. I would say age difference between us. She's probably old she's probably about the same age as my mother, maybe even a little bit older. So okay. I mean she she probably looked at me as a child. I was probably the same age as one of her kids. Okay, even more reason not to unload, but okay, right? That's why I'm saying like that's why that's why I was putting the age in perspective because when I started practicing as well, I was in my 20s, right? So I was like right. a kid. I you know I didn't have kids. I wasn't even married yet. Anyway, so she comes in first time and we go into the treatment room and just because this is how I speak because this is a polite way to greet people that you have never met before, we sit mm-hmm. down and I say. I'm like, hi, how you doing today? Before I like go into the questions, how you doing today turned into 20 
four minutes of her telling me everything that is wrong with her life. Her husband's a piece of shit. He doesn't help with the business. Um, (laughs) So I know what to do. I mean, I know what to avoid. avoid. Well, they also were in business together, so you should be listening. Um, They owned a business together and she did everything. And she was at the point where she was like, her body was just destroyed. It was a physical type of work that they were doing. And he basically would sit around hanging out with his buddies, drinking, smoking cigars, and she would do all the work. Uh, and that was Well, it does take a while to smoke a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> so those type of clients I know. So how long did you have that client for? Are you asking me or Jessica? I'm gonna start with you and then we'll go to Jessica. <laughs> I treated her fairly regular, like on and off. Like okay. she'd be super regular for a few months and then she'd fall off the earth. Did and her life get better in never. That... In five oh, years. Then in, she's the problem. In five years. Well, this is what I mean. I ended up learning me? that she just needed stuff to complain about all the time. Not that she didn't have struggles because of course she did, but there was never any good. Basically got to a point and it was like a running joke in the clinic I was working at where I no longer said, how are you? Because I didn't want to know the answer. So she would come in and I would see her and I'd say, hey, I'm like, head straight back to the room. I'll meet you there in a sec. Like I would even send her down the hall to my treatment room by herself and go afterwards because I knew if we walked together, I'd have to hear it was a long haul. (laughs) Why doesn't she recognize like, how are you? Just like you being nice. It's not like I'm genuinely interested. Please tell me. I am. I'm genuinely interested and there's always going to be times where people do need to, you know, spew some stuff and vent a little bit. But when all you ever do is vent, then it's no longer venting. You're just, you're just miserable. It's just you. Yeah. 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 It's just her. She's, it's not like the, her situation's got any better. Jessica, what about you? Oh, how long did I have that client for? With the piece of shit husband who who sp- oh. who charges hookers to the the f- the joint credit card like this guy. <laughs> the fuck. I know, like you want to get caught. Yeah, like there's there's people out there that have a whole other life and a whole other family. This guy can't even fucking get a hooker without getting caught. Unbelievable. So what what's the deal with this person? How long are they a patient or were a patient for? I only I had her for probably four five months at the time i think she probably i believe she moved Mm. moved because she had to relocate after the divorce right so when i didn't see her again i was kind of happy does it sound bad but no no (laughs) i treated that one person i was talking about for five years and to be honest when her name would appear in my appointment book it it brought down my entire day like i was dreading it because it was just so and the thing is though I kept her as a client because I kept telling myself, maybe I'm the only person that she has to vent to. She might be the person that's venting to everyone, including the grocery store clerk or whatever. But I was like, you know no, what? Maybe maybe there. she just needs to get this out. And maybe that's what this is for her. And so I was like trying to be the good person and the bigger person. But I was like, it's so hard. I hear you on that. I, I'm so guilty. Hard. Yeah. I'm guilty. Like we know what we're, the trap that we're walking into. But naturally, you do ask, how are you doing? And yeah. then you, it's it's like it's a last minute reaction. You're like, oh shit, shouldn't have done that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel when someone's like really getting into it with you? And like as Amanda suggested, sometimes you feel like this is you, you. They really need an outlet, and you're the outlet for them right then and there. Like to me, that kind of sucks because you're pulling double duty now, right? Mm-hmm. If you were a psychotherapist, your your job is to sit there and just listen and try to right. figure shit out and, and help them along the way. You're a yeah. massage therapist. You're expected to do manual fucking therapy and to do this other piece too like you know it's, it's, it's a funny lot. you say that because i would literally come back to the so like the office is set up 
our clinic was set up that all rooms were in the front with the exercise area. And then after in the back was our office area where we sit and do our notes. So I would go back there and I'd be like, you know what? I don't get paid for this. eh? Like, <laughs> like I would literally, those are the first words out of my mouth because I know like it, it's draining. So it's draining. draining because especially if you are a good person that genuinely feels bad for people, like it, it takes a toll on you. And because of that, I've actually ta- started to take a course on coaching and cognitive therapy because I'm about to charge you for it now. Mm. Yeah. So I might as if I'm already doing it, let me now be able to apply that other avenue within my therapy. This is a good segue for the fact that as as long as I've known Jessica, I know like we don't talk all the time, but she is queen of the side hustle. So why am I not surprised <laughs> that you're like, well, I'm doing this already. Let me get this education and just yeah. add it to what I do. What are what are the other side hustles? We well, we know she's uh she's got a whole day trading thing going on. <laughs> she's yeah. got a, an investment portfolio. Honestly, <laughs> something I remember about you from school was I was always so impressed about this woman who's I, you're probably younger than I am too. That's the best part. Um, (laughs) But she comes into school and she's going to school, but she's still like making money and has her own house and this and that. And I'm like, how do you do all of these things? But you, that was one thing I remembered. I was always impressed with your, your management of your finances. So what what were the other (laughs) side hustles? Um, At the time or now? Let's go from the beginning. Like when you first started massage school, what were you doing through there? Oh, geez. I really, so what was I doing? Aside from, I was teaching. So when I entered into massage therapy, I had a full-time job as a corporate trainer just before I should say, let me give you the, the, the mm-hmm. foundation. Mm-hmm. So just before I was a corporate trainer and all of a sudden one day they come into the office and said effective immediately, everybody's laid off. Mm-hmm. And I had literally just closed on my home, uh, two months before that. So in that moment, obviously everybody's in panic mode crying because it wasn't like, oh, well, in two weeks, it was right now, pack up your stuff and go, the entire department. So wow. I, w- I was in that, okay, all right. Like, I knew it wasn't my forever job. But Can I ask you a quick question? Sorry. Uh, yeah, just, yeah. It's a little off topic, but I really no. want to know because I've never had an office <laughs> job. I have no idea. Right. Do you have such little amounts of shit at your office? If someone says, pack up, you're, we're done here, you can just literally <laughs> shove everything in your pockets and just walk out? Or do you have like to like go and ask someone, hey, man, like, do you have any boxes and then have to box all your shit? Like, I don't know. Well, every time you see it in movies, right? Someone, <laughs> someone, someone has a crate. They always, has an they always crate. have a giant box yeah. and there's always and a I'm plant like, in it. And I'm like, where did you, where'd you get the box from? Like, you just keep it under your desk <laughs> waiting for someone to tell you you're fired? Or like, well, or do you have such, cause like when I worked anywhere else but here, and this is my own office, yeah. like, cause now I've got uh, like all my, sh- like, it's a man cave here because. You know, I've got a bunch of females at home. But when I worked anywhere else, I never kept anything at work that couldn't just go in a pocket and go home. Mm. So what is that like? Because I don't know. Tell me. Is it like the movies? (laughs) It was because let's just put it this way. Work started five o'clock, nine o'clock. Sorry. Everybody's about to log in. They're like, hold on. No need to log in. Everybody go down to the conference room in this area. So the entire room gets sweeped out. So it's about 20 something no, probably more than that. Call it 40 of us. Mm. And when they said effective immediately, you know, you got people tearing up and whatever it may be. We, by the time we walk back to our desk, there's boxes on our desk. Whoa. 
and, and like that security, like men in black security standing up waiting for us. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's also yeah, to make like sure they're you like, don't steal shit. Yeah. Well, that and, you know, because at this point we have access to people's accounts and stuff like that. So they don't want you to be vindictive and, you know, who God knows what. But let's just say after doing all of that, they've never done it that way again because they got a lot of backlash. Mm. But it was a, you know what? It was an experience that put me in a position where I said, I will never work for anybody ever again. Enter massage. We She was going through the career path I to tell you about I just want to know one more thing. Hustles. What, yeah. we, what was in your box? <laughs> Not a, <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was something of importance, but honestly, nothing. <laughs> You're like, I don't, I don't, security guy, I don't even need this. Was there, was there a fern? Like, did you have a plant? Because like I said, in the movies, there's always a plant in that damn <laughs> <No>. box. <laughs> <laughs> Not People this, always have plants in their eye. You know what? I need to get a plant in here. Nope. It's a man, man cave. I'm, I'm putting a plant in there here. There are no plants in man I, This is my office too. I'm putting a plant in here. Do you Jessica, see? Jessica, you heard it first. I'm putting a plant in here. <laughs> Do you, does does the bat cave have a ficus? Is a ficus uh-huh. a plant? Did I, is that right? A ficus is a plant. Yeah. Yes. See? Does does the bat cave have any of that shit? You are comparing yourself to Batman and no, I'm, not I'm not supposed not, to start laughing. I'm not comparing myself to Batman. <laughs> I'm comparing this awesome space to the bat cave. There's a big difference oh boy okay let's talk about jessica (laughs) so you get laid off in the weirdest way possible empty box (laughs) with an empty box and no plants okay and then i find myself in a position of what can i do and i think about where did i start like i i initially wanted to do massage therapy but there was like a waitlist issue when I had applied like back in oh this point in time now I want to say like 10 years before that mm. so I just kind of put it to the back burner and I moved on with life and um, I the opportunity presented itself again where I'm like you know what I can go to school for free because I was able to take advantage of the second career program right so um, you know at the time it was very easy and because I have a very strong personality I was able to I wouldn't say manhandle the woman, but I just told her, I'm not going, I'm not going to your information sessions. I'm just going to massage therapy school. And she's like, okay. I'm like, all right. Cause the process that they're to put you through to see whether or not you should do it is it was like four or five months. Yeah, and ridiculous. I, yeah. And I wanted to start school within two. <sighs> so I was like, listen, this is what I want to do. I want to go here. I want to go this, this time. Are you going to give it to me? Yes or no. And she's like, okay, fine. And she just signed off on it. Allowed me to bypass everything. I took one last vacation with the friends and then jumped right into school. Where'd you go? Mexico. What part of Mexico? I don't know Mexico uh, very well, but Maya Riviera. Are you still friends with those friends? Yes, I am. Was it a mix of males, females, or was it a was it a girl party? All girls. Huge group we of got girls. Smashed. <laughs> Huge group of girls. Yep. <laughs> we got smashed. They probably don't want us back at that hotel. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> rowdy, rowdy, rowdy. Can I ask you guys a question about when a huge group of girls goes on vacation somewhere, all inclusive? I assume. Uh huh. Is it like how many guys can you bang in the amount of time that you're there? Like, you know, dudes, if you're going away, it's a bunch of dudes going all inclusive. Is it's that like, your mission in life, this guy? I feel like that might be the mission if you're if if you're going and you're single with a bunch of dudes. How many chicks can you bang? Is that, uh, the, is that the same thing with the huge group of girls? Not with no. my group of friends, you, no. You guys don't even... I feel like every single group of friends has of girls has one massive slut. And the <laughs> same way every group of guy friends has one pervert dude that always wants to go to the strip joint. Is that um, true? No. I'm going to have to say no. I made it up. I was just curious. <laughs> Amanda's looking at me like, who, <laughs> who do you think the slut is? <laughs> no, I'm looking at him because I'm like, you're my husband. I don't want to tell you which one of us it was. <laughs> Oh. 
See, so then <laughs> that's it, what you get for asking a question like so, okay, that. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. So this is perfect. This is perfect. Then, so for the for the slut girl on the trip, is it like all her friends? Like, how many guys? How many guys? What, what guy number are you at today? No, no, <laughs> no. Okay, just wondering. <laughs> you guys are lying, but okay. you're ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, so you you went on your trip. Bear you start school. In an empty box. Yeah, <laughs> we're just piecing them all together. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Then, okay, when you were in school, like you said, you had just closed on your house, like. Like a few mm-hmm. months back, so you obviously still had to work. So let's go through the list of all of the things that you have done to keep yourself surviving through everything. Because I, the next thing I'm going to ask you is how you survive through COVID. So let's mm-hmm. let's go robbing and stealing. Um, I had because I was training people on this side. I had people that just came to me and says, you know, why don't you do group classes? And I'm like, okay, sure. Like so, I just started one day. I, I sent out a few emails and text messages to friends. And said, listen, Saturday morning, and I put it like at 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock because I was not trying to get up early. <laughs> and I said, I'm doing a fitness class, charging everybody 10 bucks. And before you know it, I had like 20 people coming out. Nice. nice. And so that 20 people turned into, okay, um, can we do it another day of the week? And I'm like, okay, fine. So we added, I think, like a, a, a Monday. And so... That Saturday turned to Saturday and Monday, and then Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, and then a Tuesday in a different location because a friend heard about it, but it was too far. And before you know it, I was doing like, think, I think it was like four, five days a week, just teaching different groups. The fact that you didn't set out to do that, it came so naturally and it was just like, you know, we want more, we want more, we want more, obviously yeah. speaks to your skill as a trainer. Like this wasn't just like, okay, I need to make some money. This was obviously something you're really, really good at for everybody to be wanting more and different locations. Like you did all that in the span of being a massage therapy student. So yeah. it all happened really fast then. It did. It really did. I get, You know what? You don't really think about it in the moment. You're just like, okay, well, I got to get groceries. I got to pay the mortgage. What you know, at the time, I was also very good at managing money. So I was in a position where I had a bit of a cushion. And also the reason why I was so eager to get school started when I did, because I had calculated what kind of supplementation I was eligible to get versus my severance pay, and to make sure everything would fall into that window. And still get enough money to survive by the time I graduated from school. See, so. I told you. I was always <laughs> impressed with this girl. Like, she always was in a good place, but it was just you made smart moves. Who taught you to do all this? Something you figure out on your own? Or someone yeah. sat you down one day and said, this is what you need to do? No, all by myself. You know, as a kid, I was always just big on, I wanted to be rich. And something, I don't know, somebody or something I read may have said to me, Oh, to be rich, you need to have RSPs. And my parent, my family are, is not rich. Like my parents are just hardworking, simple people. Mm. They're not, they, they're not, um, like investment savvy or they're not risk takers. So I definitely didn't learn that from them. It's just more so the work ethic, mm-hmm. but I started off doing like small things like RSPs and a few stocks here and there. And then I had my one Guyanese accountant cursed me out one day and he's like, why do you have so much money in a friggin' RSP mm-hmm. so the government can come and take it from you? And I'm like, okay, I didn't know. So from then I started to learn like the different avenues of investing your money. And then in addition to that, just, I just never wanted to owe people anything. Mm. So, well, that's all changed, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's how I kind of had my foundation with, um, 
I guess, money management. Why did you feel you wanted to be rich? And what is rich to you? Like, how much money is rich? Well, you know, I should say rich was the term I used as a kid, right? So it was more along the lines of anything I wanted, I can buy. My parents would give me what I needed, but all those extras, like when everybody else was like wearing Patrick Ewing's and British Knights and, you know, all those stuff back in the day. (laughs) 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 When I went to the Patrick Ewing. um, So when everybody was wearing that, like I had to beg if I was lucky, I got it, you know, or maybe if my grandmother went to Brooklyn and she brought back all the stuff, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that trip, that's how I ended up getting the things I wanted that everybody else just naturally got. So from then I'm like, well, I need to make sure I can afford it. So to afford that lifestyle that I wanted, it was always work, 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 overtime, hustle, whatever it was. Like if, if you were selling clothes while having the full-time job I was doing it. And during COVID, I don't know if you want to give away your secrets, but Jessica and I were talking before you joined us tonight, <laughs> before we started recording, and she told me it was another thing where she was doing it anyway, and then she yeah. realized, "Hey, people want me to do this and they'll pay me for it." So, have you been surviving during COVID? Well, um yes, to I guess reiterate what you said, I had posted on my social media a while back showing meal prep like how to do meal prep and specifically I would do macro meal prepping and I teach people and a lot of my clients would be like can you just do it for me I don't have the time and I'm like honestly I really don't like to do it I don't have the time either but I make the time right and then all of a sudden COVID comes along and I've got all this time in the world and I'm cooking every day I'm trying new baking stuff, trying new recipes for different meals. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, you know what, I gave like, I think I gave away three meals to friends within the area. And then they're like, I'll pay you for it. I'm like, okay. So I do the first set of first order. I think I did like jerk pork, rice and peas, Mm -hmm. um, like a coleslaw and some plantain. And then all of a sudden I gave it to them. And they were like, okay, honestly, you're charging too little for it. I'm like, what? I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, it didn't cost me that much to do it. And I'm enjoying this process. And they're like, nope, you need to charge more. And we'll put it out there. And I went from just giving it away to three people to I probably have like 20 orders sometimes. Nice. Yeah. This is like the best story because Jessica hasn't even had to like try for any of her businesses. People are coming <laughs> to her saying, please, can we give you our money? You're just good at stuff that we are not good at. Can I give yeah. you my money to do it for me? <laughs> like, this is incredible. You should write a book. Are you, are you I, ever scared that any of these things are going to fail then? Or? Um, you know what? I've had a lot of business ideas that I have neglected to follow through with for the sake of not so much failure, eh, failure because money's invested, yes, but more so time. Mm. And then I found myself in this position right now where now that COVID's come around and I've had on the back burner, we'll call it the residual income ideas that I had not put into place. And I took the time to, I say, we'll say create the foundation because I have other stuff on the go right now. So, um, <laughs> So what I what I said to myself, I may not even re- I'll be honest, I may not return to my clinic. I have a decent client base in my home office. Mm-hmm. Um, my I know a lot of people are like, well, why do you want people coming to my home? 
my my home office is very separate for the, from the rest of my house. They don't have to come through my living room or oh, anything really? like mm-hmm. that. So the location is perfect. My clients, I trust. And I'll be honest, if there's anybody, because I've had a few people because I've put stuff on Kijiji just to get a feel. And you just never know, right? You always hear the, the Craigslist stories and, yeah. you know, all these things. I've literally had a ratchet knife in my pocket ready to go just in case somebody tries to flip on me. Like, <laughs> for the odd person, I just wasn't sure about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I've had, like, a couple friends that I'd had them sit in the back just in case. But for the most part now, I've had a client base that I was able to build through word of mouth that comes to my home that's nice and steady that I I would rather build that and then have my other business going instead of taking my time where I'm still giving a piece to someone else right. and do everything for myself. So I've started an online store selling various products. Um, so that's something that works on its own. It doesn't need me to be there. What kind of products are you selling? Anything from, so one section is, or there's multiple avenues or stores that is. So one is like hair and accessories. The other one is like fitness products. Um, and then the other stuff is just like, I have a product line that I had created for myself. So there were certain things that I was doing in-house for my clients. So um, let's just call it like a face massage. I, I remember your, your posts, my posts on social right. media. Yeah. Okay. So in my face massage that I would do for people at the end of their treatment, it was like a little extra bonus that I used to throw in because it was a technique I learned from a spa that I had worked at. And I'm like, you know what? It doesn't really take anything for me, to, for me to do it, right? And it's a nice finisher for people. So I used to throw that in. And then I thought to myself, who wants massage oil on their face? And I'm not sure about you, but I personally have a specific thing I want to put on my face. And massage oil is likely not going to be the thing I want on my face. No, I definitely don't want massage oil on my face. But Mark, obviously, his mind is going somewhere else because he's giggling (laughs) like a little boy in the corner right now. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know exactly where his mind is going. I know Mark very well. So (laughs) I decided I reached out to a friend who um, creates products, like all natural products. And I said, listen, this this is what I'm looking for. I want this type of effect and I want it for this use. So I got her to create a signature serum for my for my clients. And I use that to massage their face at the end of each treatment. Finish that with like a nice hot towel. Well, by the time everybody comes off the table, I'm like, oh, touch your face. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I never thought I could feel like this. Like, you know, because they're also thinking oil. It must be greasy, but it was not. Mm. So that automatically transitioned into the sale. I'm like, well, if you like it, I've got it here. And boom. I was, I'm completely sold out. Like I don't have anything. (laughs) So everything that I've created, like in terms of like a product line for my clients, it's something that I've made sure that they can take home and use on themselves. So that's where I've done the serum. I've created a lotion. I've created a foot scrub that can transition to a body scrub. And um, I'm currently working on a pain relieving bomb. My COVID feet need the foot scrub. I'm coming over. <laughs> oh, you will love it. I miss pedicures. <laughs> Man, when I get myself in that chair, they're going to hate me. They're going to hate me. It looks like I've been kicking rocks yep, for yep. the last year. Oh, my feet are not pretty right now. I'm, yeah. No, yeah. Tearing up sheets. My feet, my hair, like just, I, 
I should not be in public places right now. (laughs) (laughs) I literally just said that when I went to the grocery store. I'm like, you know what, Jessica? Look, you look at yourself. Yeah, look Look at at yourself. yourself. (laughs) It's COVID. Let me ask you a question about the COVID stuff and the making money. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of RMTs were not able to work, Mm -hmm. did you feel guilty bringing in dough? Why would you feel guilty? I'm just asking. I'm not going to lie. Okay, Okay, we were closed, right? We Mm -hmm. We didn't have live courses. We were not taking registration for anything that was in the future because we didn't know what would happen to it. But we have like a couple online courses that just run and people were buying them. And I was like, for for like half a second, I felt kind of guilty. I'm like, oh, my fucking fellow RMTs can't do anything. And here I am, not one bit. (laughs) Didn't even cross my mind. No, because if anything, and and now this is just the business side of me, if you weren't making money, you should be asking yourself why Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what avenues you can be making money going forward. Because this is a lesson that COVID can come about in another form at any point in time and without any warning. And as much as, you know, for some reason we had this cushion, like we we just felt that even on the worst of times, we still would have people that want a massage. Well, here we go. There's a restriction. We should be getting our minds going. What else could we have done? as massage therapist you know to what? ensure that our clients are and and I don't even good. think that it's something different that a massage therapist needs to do. I think maybe a massage therapist needs to just work more, right? Because yeah. I know too many therapists that want like a very kind of lax schedule and they're reserving their body for the later yeah, date. Because I don't that's, understand. That's also it part makes of, to me, but I think a lot of people though that's part of the appeal in going to this profession. But that's is what I like, mean. To have a very relaxed but, kind of but, work. But I just I'm I'm just adding to this like it's it doesn't necessarily, I, I don't think, but I don't know anything. I don't think that you necessarily have to have aside anything as no. a cushion. I think if you just worked fucking hard in this career, then in a moment like this, you already had your cushion because you worked. I just feel like there's a lot of therapists. And, and as Amanda says, because that's part of the appeal in into this industry, I suppose. Yeah. But you don't end up working like the average everyday person, the number right. of hours that they put well, in. Well, yeah. And that's why you always hear like RMTs joke about the fact that, you know, you don't get into this for the money. But I know some RMTs that make a fucking killing, but it's because they they work like crazy. They well, yeah. I mean, when I say work like crazy, they work the hours that a lot of other people people just typically work. work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like my, I would have really strong, especially when um, athletes are back in session. So I work with a track team. I work with some volleyball athletes that are like scholarships. So I made sure I've connected myself to various clubs. And I let them know the importance of making sure that maintenance is a part of their their athletes care and they're about to go off to NCAA scholarships. So if you don't take care of yourself now, you might have a problem, right? So I've created that need. And when I'm in my busy period, especially when they're in peak season, I am working as early as 730. And I've mentioned before, I do not like mornings Mm -hmm. if i can start my day at 11 o'clock i'm good Mm -hmm. but i'll i'll have a 7 30 morning and go straight through till 10 11 o'clock at night but that's also the benefits of working from home too that i can get away with that stuff and and this is without me having any real food like i will just have some grapes drink some water and things i can snack on Mm -hmm. but you love it right you're doing this well for me i'm also motivated by the money like the more people i can get in the better and as long as i'm giving how's your body jessica um you know what there was times i can tell when i've pushed it but i've also made a point of rehabilitating myself so yeah you take care of yourself yeah so like the poor posture you know when your head is down all the time 
and your neck and your shoulders, your traps are like killing you. So I just know, okay, you know what, Jessica, fix yourself. This is all within your control. Or I'll make sure I use less of the hands. Yeah, I've, you know, anything to save the hands, you're good. Because once the hands start to go, you guys already know, you're screwed. Yeah. So I, I do my best to try to eliminate the use of these hands as much as possible. Because I've had a few instances where my thumb was giving me some issues where I had to take a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So during COVID, it must have really felt like for you that you had a ton of time. If you're working like more than 12 hours a day sometimes, yeah, you must have felt like, what the hell am I going to do? So, Oh, man. So you learned a whole bunch of new recipes. Yep. What I probably the- got bed sores from like binge watching Netflix. <laughs> Where were you watching? Where were you watching? You name it. Like I was on Money Heist. I was on, um, what was the other one that everybody was watching? Uh, Everyone was watching Tiger King at the beginning. That I refused to watch because it just looked <laughs> stupid. Like I, I, every time I saw his face on the screen, I'm like, nope, not doing it. We <laughs> we tried. We watched. It. We watched what two? Or, one, I stopped. Yeah, yeah. you watched. Mark it. watched like, it for maybe six minutes, and same thing. He was like, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I, I can't do, do this. I tried. I could do a lot of shit on TV. That I don't no. know what it was. I just couldn't do we, it. I think. Okay. I think I attempted. So yeah, we attempted the first one together. He only got about six minutes in. I finished it, but with a lot of interruptions because we were kind of like talking through it. Like I I wasn't invested. So then the next day I was like, you know what? Let me try this again. And I sat there and I watched like a full episode. And at the end of the episode, I just looked at Mark and I looked back at the TV and then I looked at Mark and I was like, I don't get it. (laughs) Like, Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, we never watched Tiger King. I made, I made the right call. Because <laughs> if I find that it's taking me out of my element and I'm either getting too angry or it makes me feel dumber by the time I've watched a few episodes, I'm not doing that to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind feeling dumber after something. <laughs> that I can deal with. But I don't mind feeling dumber. So what did you watch then? Money Heist and? Money Heist. I got into Locked Up, um, Queen of the South. Um, what was the other one? Oh, I watched the Jeff Jeffrey Epstein. I watched Top Boy. Holy moly! I, when I say I and I was watching like some shows. Like when I say watching, not sleeping, barely eating. I can get through. What was the one where, uh, man? I, I think everybody was on it but me. I forgot what it was called, but it was about this this couple that was laundering money hmm. for drug people. No, you don't know this one. Okay. Cause I felt like everybody was on it, but me. Yeah. If everybody was on it, you can almost guarantee that Mark and I haven't seen it. We're so lame. <laughs> like we're not, we're not like onto any of the trendy I can tell shit. you what's on YouTube kids. And like, yeah. <laughs> like oh, Disney, sorry about Disney that guys. Plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moana's well, great else? by the way. <laughs> Last Dance, the Michael Jordan story. I haven't seen that yet. I've been, you know I've, been wanting, I've been wanting to, but. You know why I love that? And I know probably a little off topic, but the one thing about this Michael Jordan story, especially if you watched basketball back in the day it brings you back to that element where you were just that kid watching in awe right Mm. so so you're it's 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 nostalgic right so you're just in it and you're like oh i remember this oh i remember this and you're like oh that that's what happened then right so you you saw things happening but you didn't really understand so now they're giving you the behind the scenes so it was it's a good it's a feel good documentary i gotta watch that yeah 
must watch. I guess I know what we're doing when we get home. <laughs> <laughs> we were going on about the the money hustles and yes. I had asked you about the food because I want to know when learning to make all these new things, what was the best thing you made? And was there anything that you made that you totally fucked up and it was disgusting? Um, nothing has been disgusting because I'll start off with that one first because it's fresh in my mind. I decided one day I'm going to make donuts. And I was just because, and you know, it's so funny. I don't really like donuts, but I've been, I've found myself making a lot of things I don't love. Who doesn't like donuts? I don't like I donuts. Like, like I won't go out of my way to just buy it. Like it, it just has to be, I have to have a sugar craving and that's called it once every six months or so. Like that's just not my thing. But anyway, mm. I go to find, I'm like the perfect donut recipe. And now I'm looking for a donut cutter and nobody has donut cutters because everybody's baking right now during COVID. Yep. So, uh, so I'm like, what the fuck? Like everybody had this idea before me, clearly. So I had to order it through Amazon. I finally get it. And the recipe calls for like all this extra steps, which is one thing, especially when I, I'm not in love with it. I can easily just let this go to shit. Mm. So I uh, left it in the oven because it goes, has to go through the steaming period. But my timing was off because I had to do a treatment. So and this is as we just came back to working anyways. But um, yeah, I left it in the oven. It wasn't on, but it dried out. And so I ended up with some like heavy ass crusty do- donut. Which... <laughs> Day old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, at this point, I'm like, it was much easier to just spend a dollar for the donut and go through this whole process <laughs> of sitting it in the bread maker. And yeah, there's two things I've made. That was really good. The other thing I made that was really good, I ended up making roti for the first time. Nice. nice. Yes. And that came out perfectly like I was, I actually bought it from the store. I watched a YouTube video of this Trinidadian woman making roti and I watched the entire, it was like, like a 20 minute long YouTube video <laughs> and I watched the entire thing. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, this looks so fucking hard. This looks like it takes all fucking day. Like by like step three, I was like, yeah, I've given up already. But this <laughs> this woman made the most perfect, beautiful looking roti and it took fucking forever. And I, yeah, I, I, this is why I don't bake. I don't think I have the patience for it. I really don't. You really have to enjoy the process because yeah, like I said, I, I enjoyed the outcome. It was great. Everybody loved it. But after that, I realized I'm like, I'll just spend the two dollars. Like, I'll buy the <laughs> shell. Like, it's not something I need to do. That was how many hours worth of work. It's a lot. Of work. I would watch all this on a YouTube channel. I think you need a YouTube channel <laughs> and just follow you around and do all the shit that you do. I would watch this. I think it would be entertaining. I really do. Um, if you, if you see me another in another business idea. Jessica's YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. There you go. See? Seriously. I would watch this. I know you would. I'd watch the donut fuck up. I, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Those were the two things that I, well, you know what? A third. I made this cake, a vanilla Oreo cake for my girlfriend's birthday. It was a friend I've had. We've had, we've been friends since kindergarten. So 30 something years, 30 five or something like that years and i'm like oh you know what you deserve the time and effort so let me try making uh this cake and it turned out great great yeah and you know what i don't even like oreos so here you go (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you make a lot of food you don't like. It's but yep. it's funny because you named two of Mark's favorite things: donuts and Oreos. Oh, you only have sugar like twice a year. Like I have no sugar limit. Like there's zero. No it limit. actually like concerns me. He could drink an extra large ice cap and eat a donut, and I'm watching him do this, and I'm like, I'm gonna throw up. I can really? consume sugar like there's no tomorrow, yeah. and I don't feel like gross about it. He has at all. no reaction. He never his stomach never hurts i'm like how do you not feel so sick right now this is why tim hortons loves you yeah <laughs> they love you i'll never forget i bought some kind of i don't know like it was like a lemon slushy that they had there or lemon smoothie yeah. lemonade smoothie something like that yeah. and i put as soon as i put that on my lips i was so pissed i was yeah. like are you freaking this is diabetes in a cup yeah 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 i added so water sugar. to it and i it didn't help so i just threw it in the garbage i i literally want to write to tim hortons and tell them you're trying to kill people because <laughs> no one should be consuming this much sugar. Yeah, well, that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> I get them. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, I, I don't know how this, you do and it. And there's nothing that's ever too rich. I like someone, like, I, I think what? I was with you, and a man is like, this cake is too rich. I'm like, what does that even fucking mean? Yeah, like, he doesn't like, understand it's, what it's that too means. too sweet. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, no, you need, uh, if I have like, cake or like pies and stuff like that i need milk yeah i don't like milk yeah. so i think that would, i think that would really hurt my stomach but we go to dairy queen together and i will get <laughs> so you know how they've got a snack size but they also have like a, oh they have like a small but then they also have a snack size i think i don't know whatever the smallest one is that's like a child size like it's what you would buy for your four-year-old that's what yeah. i get like if you know if we're gonna go for ice cream because i don't really care like in the moment i might think yeah i want ice cream but after three bites i'm like i'm satisfied i'm good like yes. i don't want anymore so we no will go way. to dairy queen together i'll get the smallest size that exists i'll get the largest he will get the largest exists. size that exists <laughs> and he finishes before me and like he looks at my cup and there's still half there and he's like how like what's wrong with you i'm like and he is not sharing with the kids either no definitely not in fact he'll eat whatever get they don't own. eat <laughs> <laughs> so busted <laughs> oh my god yeah you love sugar way too much so in the beginning when you we started talking uh you said you had so many crazy stories i know we went on so many tangents but oh, that's the yeah, fun thing sorry. about the unprofessional hour you can talk about anything but i really want to know some of your more crazy massage stories and if you want to afterwards you can tell us if any of these people are currently clients that come to your home <laughs> oh no you know what the great thing as i tell you these stories you're not getting my home address if i really feel this way about you so like the yeah these people or you're not booking another appointment how about that like, oh no <laughs> my answer would be like oh i'm busy i'm sorry try again next week it'll be something like that if if that were the case but um Oh, I've got two good ones. One was this guy as he came into the clinic and he gets on the table. I'm like, what is that smell? And I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, what's, and I'm realizing it's the man's shoes. <laughs> the man's uh... shoes smell so rancid. I was like, I'm literally thinking to myself, your wife doesn't love you because the, <laughs> she lets you leave the house with those shoes on your feet. You know what it smells like? Picture these shoes being soaked in water, wrapped up in a plastic bag for a few days. Ooh. 
Okay, Mark, before she finishes. That is the worst. <laughs> you look at look into my eyes. Yes. I've had this client before. You know, you have walked into my treatment room. There's a client I have that has those shoes that were soaking wet and wrapped in a plastic bag. And in fact, they for some reason shoved like deli meat and cheese in there before oh, they wrapped it up. Like yes. I have had this client and you have walked into my treatment room probably 30 minutes after he has left. And you'll say to me, like, what the fuck happened in here? Why does it smell like that? And I'm like, still, like, I've been, you know, spraying um, essential oils and I've been trying to air it out and left the door. No, that smell sticks in my treatment room for like a good hour after he leaves. Doesn't it make you want to say, like, it's not me, I swear? Like, yes. You just yes. want like, to make sure yeah. people don't. Uh, oh, I want you. people to know, like that was not me. It was some stinky shoes. Okay, at least you have the opportunity to do that, right? Have you ever walked into an elevator? And it smells like <laughs> yes. farts. Yes. It smells yes. like someone fucking just <laughs> farted. And you want to fight somebody? And and you're worried that someone else is going to step in, <laughs> and, and you're the only person standing at the fucking and then stick. You have to tell them it wasn't. But me. you can't. You can't. So at least with your patient, you can kind of be like, you know, sorry if it's. You know, a little funky in here. One of my previous patients wasn't wasn't the wasn't the most fresh smelling. You right. can't do that with a stranger in the elevator. You can't be like, yo, it's not. You smell that too. You smell that too. It wasn't me. Yeah, I guess the elevator is worse. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. But yes, I I feel for you with the smelly shoes because that first time. I mean, and the worst thing was is I really liked this client. Like mm. he's actually like a super super good guy. And when he first walked in, I didn't notice. It wasn't until those shoes came off and I was came like, off. oh my God. Oh my God. Does he know? Does he think he knows? How, how do you, like, you know, <laughs> sorry, I'm not, I'm trying not to get angry, but how do you not know? How do you not know? Like, yeah. And you know what? My client was also married with but, kids. But, like, yeah, does his family but not then know? My next question is, okay, if I know, then I just don't care. Like I don't no. get it, or maybe maybe he if can't you help know, it. then you should do something about it. And right. if you don't I do something agree. about it, then you just don't care. Listen, that's the, the message you want to give the world. <laughs> something something has to be wrong with you. I I have to believe there's a medical condition that does not allow you to smell that because there's no one that smells that smell and thinks that is just another day in the park. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I always think to myself, like, when you're laying down on a table, like, you get time to clear your mind and take a deep breath in. Do you not smell the shoes there? <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, what if, like, we know we've all had smelly clients. That's just a thing. Like, it's unavoidable. <laughs> you're going to have somebody on your table that smells. It's disgusting to think about. But when your client leaves and you know other people walk into the room and they smell mm-hmm. it, you have habituated to that. That person walks around stinking all the time and they probably don't realize it because they're just used to that. That's how they smell. Man, I don't like if you know, take take me now. If that's my life, take me now. Well, that's why so I always so say to Mark so much to tell him. Okay, let's rewind to past episodes where okay. you've admitted you are the jerk friend that never tells your friends if they have food in their teeth. You're right. If they smell, You're right. if they, you you wouldn't say anything because you don't want to get into that awkward conversation of like, mm, hey, dude, no. your feet fucking smell like cheese soaked shoes You're right. wrapped You're in right. blood. You're right. I rather my friends hate me. They all know Jessica will say what it is. I call me the bitch. I'm okay, but I much rather you know because guess what? <laughs> the way I look at it, especially like if you don't smell too too good, like you smell ripe. So <laughs> if you go out in public, and this is how I like, especially if you go to a party setting, you know what I mean. And yeah. that person is smelling like 
Right. <laughs> but it's the one person in your crew. You are known as the crew with the right girl. That's true. That's <laughs> or true. the right man. You know, like you don't want that label. <laughs> so I would much rather tell you because I know as my crew, we will label you. That's the girl with the bad makeup. That's the crew with the girl with the bad makeup, right? Or that's the crew with the girl with the, the, the same outfit every week. Like it's a going out outfit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, here she goes. The same jeans again. Like we know this one. So everybody gets that label. I don't want that label for my group. I almost feel like maybe I'm completely out to lunch here that the the day you give up <laughs> on wanting to smell good. It's the day <laughs> you just give up on life. Like, yeah. You just decide, you know, I'm okay if I, I smell. <laughs> exactly. That's the day you, you gave up on life. You know what? As you were telling this story and you said ripe, it just made me realize that you're, you're not, a, you're not a jerk after all, Mark. <laughs> you know why I'm saying this? Because there have been times where I might come home after like I've been out and about and it's hot and whatever. And he'll come over to me and I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, I feel like I smell out and then he'll literally stick his face in my armpit and he's like spicy yep (laughs) 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 he'll tell me it's a little spicy but okay i'm gonna go shower (laughs) (laughs) so you know what you're not so bad you've told me what i smell spicy (laughs) he loves you yes because guess what you don't want to be well he, that's going to be Mark's wife that smells, right? Yeah, so you exactly. Don't want that label. You don't want that label. <laughs> <laughs> don't invite that guy because his, yeah. wife, his wife stinks. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I had another client who I don't know what was wrong with him. I, I want to say something had to be wrong with him because, like, he would come. Not only did he smell right, but, like, he would fart on the table and just not even bat an eye. Like, he won't say, excuse me, nothing. And it smelled like something fucking died. <laughs> And he, at first, you know, the first time he does it, I'm like, you know, okay, I'll give you a pass. Cause maybe you're embarrassed. Maybe right. it was an accident. Fine. Yeah. It's one exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. So two, three times. No motherfucker. I'm now giving you a massage with the door open. If you feel uncomfortable, that's not my problem anymore because you have no respect for me. <laughs> you have no respect because you smell rank. Like it was, I, I can't even believe it. It got to a point where I, I told my receptionist, uh, you can't book him with me. Do not do it. Do not do it. Because one day, like, I feel like, you know, in those moments, you have the, the outer, body, outer body experience where you think you're going to snap and you say the wrong thing. Like, that was going to be it. <laughs> I, I was just, ready to be like. I'm just giggling because we've talked about the <laughs> farting thing so many times. And that's the one thing we always say. Like, it's you're in a space where you're really relaxed, whatever, like accidents happen. But I get it. When, if you're not even going to acknowledge that you're fucking farting at two me people in, in a room. tiny, tiny little two room. two people in the room. <laughs> right. And it wasn't me. It, it, exactly. So we all know. So well, let's just talk what? about it, please. He wasn't even doing like a, he wasn't even doing a SBD. Like the man was dropping bombs, like <laughs> ripping it, like. So I'm like, you're really trying to just, you don't care. Like, you just don't care. Did you ever like, okay, so let's say you're, you know, you've got your hands on his back. You're massaging him. He farts. Do your hands stop moving? Do you try to act like you didn't notice? Like, what was, what was the interaction? My, my, so I, I would typically, so what happens is because you hear it first and then the smell creeps, right? So by the, by the time the smell hits, you know, so I'm still going because I'm trying to act like all is cool. I'm still going, but once it hits the, hits the nose, now I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I crack open the door a bit, and then I'm like, okay, you know what? This better be the last. But as you know, it amplifies, right? As time goes by, it gets worse. Like you're realizing 
the real strength of what he had let go. Like, <laughs> I swear to you, I wanted to kill him. I oh, wanted to kill him. Was this a younger guy, an older guy? Yes, a yeah, young he, guy. Was, he was in his like late 20s. Oh my yeah. So yeah, no, he's just being an asshole. <laughs> no, you're straight up ignorant. You're straight up ignorant with your shit. You do not come and do that. <laughs> And not acknowledge it. So did you only treat him that one time or did he come No. Back? Like when I say the man did it like on a regular basis, like, I don't know if you got too comfortable with me, but every session he was dropping bombs. Oh, every man. session. See, this fucking guy, he probably lives in my building. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know, at first, like I said, at first you can let that slide. But when you do it on a regular, now I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you because you're intentionally doing it right now. <laughs> I've never had anyone intentionally fart. I have mentioned that I had a, a female client that she would warn me that there were certain like things during the treatment, you know, if I pressed on a certain part of her lower back or whatever, mm-hmm. she would tell me like, there's certain times where like, I I don't know what's coming and I'll fart. And so she at least warned me. And every time she did it, she would excuse herself. It did not make the smell any better, though. But at least she acknowledged <laughs> it. But it did really smell. There was another one. Do you I, ever I, not know when a fart's coming? Like, I, every time I fart, I know it's coming. Yeah, you could have a little slippage. Like You could you know, definitely have. A, a, the only time I've ever had a slippage is like if I'm holding a fart. Right. That's, <laughs> that's a whole other story. I then I already say, knew I had to fart anyway, right? I would say <laughs> I remember a very specific time. I'm talking about me. Don't worry. I'm not, not you. I'm not throwing you under the bus. But I remember a very specific time. Oh my god, I was probably in like I want to say university. Maybe I was in like a university lab or something, and someone made me laugh that hard. Literally, like oh, farted okay. and laughed simultaneously. <laughs> and all I could think was, "Please say my laugh overpowered." The, yeah, overpowered. <laughs> like I was, I was so embarrassed. I was turning bright red, but it just looked like I was turning bright red because of the laughing. And then everybody else is laughing too. But I'm like, are they now laughing at? at what just happened are we like i it was it was a really awkward moment and then i think i found an excuse to leave like right away (laughs) (laughs) so embarrassing i can't believe i just told the fart story on the podcast oh hey hey i was about to have you guys ever had an experience where like you have to go to the bathroom really bad during your session like what do you do or what have you done i've left i've actually i mean i don't tell people details i'll just say yeah. i'm so sorry this has never happened super unprofessional but i forgot to go to the restroom before we started can i just run out real quick i'll be right back <laughs> i've actually i've this actually is had to piss or like drop a deuce well this is i'm just wondering this is i ate something bad at lunchtime and this happened explode. this happened i think it was probably, i think it was probably about five four or five years ago okay. like it wasn't even that long ago but yeah i ate something at lunch okay things went sour okay and i had to run out of a treatment okay, that's okay because i i feel like that's a fast that's a fast go it, it, oh i, I, I was, feel like i was back bang really washroom I was and then back you're really done quick. what if it's one of those moments where it's not a fast go oh like wait. like would I you wait. you'd have to wait would you be like uh i gotta wash i'll be back yeah, and then no, like would, no, how much wait. time rolls no by? it was only that one time that i can recall that i had to like run out but it and the worst part is after the whole thing i was talking to a coworker. i was still like so embarrassed even though i don't think the client really was on to what happened mm-hmm. i still felt embarrassed i was like 
like, I can't believe that just happened. I can't. So anyway, I was talking to a coworker about it. You know what she fucking says to me as I'm telling her? She's like, oh, yeah, because we all had lunch at the same time that day. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, you know what? I kind of felt when you were eating that that sauce, because it was a sauce that I was dipping. She's like, I kind of felt like I should tell you, I don't think you should be eating that. Something was telling me that that, you know, that that was going to make you sick. And I'm like, are you, like, are, are you fucking telling, like, rubbing salt in the wound? Are you kidding me? You knew, you knew that this was going to cause major stomach upset for me. This was one of the, the therapists I work with that was like an energy worker. And she was like, yeah, I was really feeling strongly. I'm like, well, you know what? Next time you have a strong feeling about like me getting diarrhea at work and you fucking fill me in. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It's never happened to me. You know, you oh, never had really? to like run no. out. But I don't, I don't like eat. Like, I know I said that's true. Just, you don't eat. Like, I like sugar and shit, but I just generally don't eat a lot throughout no, the day. No, especially if he's working, he will. Like, he today, will go I all didn't day. even, I didn't even really work today. I came in, I did like four hours of work, and then I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to jump on my motorcycle. He has a sunburn. And I, and I, <laughs> I rode for three hours today. I don't even know why I'm telling this story. I'm stoned. Why was I saying this? <laughs> You were saying you don't eat when you're working. Yeah, so like today on the bike for three hours, I when I stopped to fill up with gas, I got a Red Bull and chugged Red Bull. Like that's all I've had today is a Red Bull. Yeah, he's not he's not an eater. So I can understand you not having to So run yeah, out. it's not like I got to fucking use the washroom during treatment. Has that happened yeah. to you though, Jessica? Have you had to? Oh, hell yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there's one time I remember. So I had taken, like I was trying to do a detox. So I took like a cleanse tea Ooh. and I time it because it's supposed to happen like you know, in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping or something like that. Well, I wake up and I have this feeling like something was supposed to happen, but I can't remember. Then it hits me. Shit. I took the tea and it didn't kick in. And now I'm in panic mode because I'm like, well, I got to go to work. Oof. And so now I'm like, please, dear God, just let this now. If it's not going to come when it's supposed to come, let it not come at all. And then all of a sudden in the middle of the treatment, I feel like the gut punch. Oh. And all I'm thinking about is, please, dear Jesus, let me just get it through. And I look at the time. I'm like, nope, this is not happening. And I make up some excuse. Oh, do you mind if I, um, I'm just going to go grab like the ice pack for you. And this, <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole bunch like of shit that. I'm making up. I'll be right back. And I'm just like, oh, God, please don't. Because it was a clinic that only had one bathroom. Mm. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, please, dear God. Don't let there be anyone in there. Don't let there be anyone that has to come thereafter because it is not going to be good. Yeah, I've had to excuse myself from treatments like a few times for different things, but that was the only time that it was like bathroom emergency. <laughs> and 100% the receptionist that worked at the clinic at that time knew what happened because we had one bathroom inside the clinic, but it was just one. It was one toilet and there was like eight of us that worked there. Okay, I'm not a fan of that. So. I I sprinted past that, ran out the front door of the clinic because we were in a medical building and there was like public washrooms in the hall of the building, but you had to grab a key. So I sprint oh. past her, grab a key and keep running. Like obviously there was something going on <laughs> that I wouldn't have just gone in the clinic bathroom, which was right beside my treatment room. <laughs> the receptionist definitely knew what was happening. <laughs> if we're going to have eight staff, have more than fucking one washroom. Well, like I said, there was just in our unit, there was only one, but there was, there was washrooms in the building. You just had to go into the hallway and you had to take a key so everyone knew where you were going. <laughs> I'm just saying. You've got one. You can, you can, the plumbing's already there. You can put another one. <laughs> I remember actually having a client have to run out in the middle of her treatment because she got yeah. diarrhea. I think I've, yeah, I've talked about that before. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Like she, she kind of warned me when she came in. Uh, she was probably like, 
19 or 20. And she came in and she's like, I haven't been feeling so well today. Like my stomach's really upset. You know, I I was going to cancel, but I really want to get the massage. And I was like, okay, are you sure? And, you know, we talked a little bit. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be good. And probably six minutes into the treatment, she was like, I need to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And so I had to toga her up and she ran down the hall to the bathroom. (laughs) Oh, geez. I've had a client pee herself and I felt so bad. Oh. I felt so bad. Luckily, like we hadn't started the treatment yet. She During was literally, treatment? no, just before, as she entered my door, she was ringing the doorbell. I go to the doorbell and I don't see anybody there. I'm like, what the hell happened? I see her like looking through her car, but it was at night too. So I couldn't really see everything. I could just see this body going into the car and then she takes off. And I'm like, okay, like who does that? Who comes, rings the doorbell and takes off? And all of a sudden <laughs> I get this text message. Hey, Jessica, sorry, I had an accident. And I'm like, okay. And she comes back maybe. Luckily, she lived close by. So she comes back about 20 minutes later. She's like, I um, I thought I could hold it, but I peed myself like right at your front door. Like as soon as she rang that doorbell, I guess it all came. <laughs> I felt so, it so happens bad. To you the doorbell. I had a buddy. He, oh, Jesus. I'm telling this story anyway. I want to use his name, but I won't. When I used to live in uh, the building across from where we live now, mm-hmm. my buddy uh, was coming to, to see the place because I just moved out. Got my own place. He, he's coming to see my place, and he's coming from across the city. So he's already he lives in Mississauga with his wife. Blah 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 blah. So he's coming to my place in Mississauga to our place is probably you know thirty five minute drive maybe. Right. <laughs> I get the buzzer. You know I'm here. I buzz him in. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. 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 You know I hear a knock on my door. I open my door. My friend is standing there with his arms stretched out. The like the most shocked, like wide-eyed look on his face. He had pissed all over his pants. Oh. He had to piss so bad in the elevator. He couldn't wait, and then he started to piss himself, and then he just decided, I'm just going to take out my dick and piss in the elevator. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you know there's cameras like all over right. the fucking place, right? Oh my God. So he's like, but he, he's not worried about looking dumb in front of me, right? He's worried about his fucking jeans. He's like, I can't take these pants. I'm like, just I'll give you pants. So he's like, I can't take these home. My wife will see these. And she's going to be like, what the fuck did you do? So I'm like, okay, no problem now. We'll just fucking wash them here. Like, I, like, I have laundry. We can wash this. So I wash his jeans. I'm like, they're wet, dude. What do you want to do? You can't take, you can't, wet is just as bad as like the piss. He's like, okay, let's, let's dry them. We throw them in the dryer. <laughs> totally shrank them. <laughs> he went home with, they were like caprices. <laughs> it was the worst, the worst. How did he have to pee himself that bad that he couldn't wait to get up the elevator? You know, sometimes like if you're holding it, you're holding it. You know what I'm talking about. If you're holding it and it's just like this, it has to come now. Like this is how I, I told this story before. This happened to me when I was driving. It was the dead of winter. I'm on the 401 coming back from teaching in like Windsor or something. And the next stop is not for so fucking long. And I'm like, I don't want to pull over in the snow at the side of the fucking highway to take a piss. So I reach behind me because I know I've got a washer fluid container back there. And there's like, it's probably half full of washer fluid. I'm like, fuck, I got to piss. I can't do anything here. So I pull over this way. I don't have to get out. I just piss into the washer container and then I cap it back and I throw it. Back, I threw it in the back seat. Yeah, a couple weeks later, when I needed washer fluid, totally forgot I did that <laughs> and put, <laughs> put that into my car. And it was yeah. Anyway, disgusting. <laughs> yeah, but so see, I get it. See, no, I get it. no, no, no. But you started your story with I already had to piss, the, and I was holding. 
Yes, but also the next stop wasn't for so long. Your friend was just taking the elevator up to your unit. Yes, you were on like the thirtieth floor, floor, but still, that that feels like a long elevator ride. (laughs) I know everything is much longer when you have to go that bad. Oh, trust me, I know. Um, Mark can vouch for this. A few weeks ago, when we were still recording from home. I was holding a pee because we were doing a recording via phone and it seemed like it was almost over. You know, when you feel like you're coming to the end of a conversation, like I really felt like in the next few minutes we were going to say like, okay, cool, like nice talking. Bye. Well, the conversation went on for another hour and I just kept thinking. And you know, when you get to that point where you're like, okay, I've waited this long. And you just keep, I don't know. I was torturing myself. Anyway, the point is I held it for over an hour. And then finally, when I had a little bit of a window, like Mark was talking to the guests. So I'm like, I'm just going to sprint to the bathroom and then get back before they even finish talking. So I sprinted, but I was trying to rush. And like, I, I don't know what I did. I sprinted back. Anyway, my entire pelvic floor spasmed and I couldn't move for an hour and 10 minutes or something like that. It's the worst, eh? Yeah, it was not a good call. Anyone listening who did didn't know that that could happen. I have never felt pain like this. Like every muscle that is a part of my pelvic floor went into spasm See, and I thought I was going to die. This this need to hold your piss doesn't happen to me very, like I never, I don't find myself in these scenarios often. It used to happen to me when I was drunk all the time. Yeah, and that is the day. worst when you're drunk and you have to piss and there's nowhere to fucking piss and you're hammered out of your tree. That's the worst sensation. I guess it's a good thing you don't drink anymore. Because yeah. <laughs> now when you just listen to you guys talk about it, I'm like every time I I've had these moments is I'm walking home from the bar and I'm fucking hammered out of my tree and it's a busy street and I'm like, I, I got to piss. What am I going to fucking do? It's torture. <laughs> torture. Anyway, <laughs> how do we start talking about pee? Oh, right. Because your client showed up and yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's unfortunate. <laughs> I know. I know. Every time I, I just act like I actually have forgotten about it for the most part. So I, I don't have any reason to kind of look at her differently, but I feel bad still. You still got to feel bad. Oh, yeah. She didn't have to say anything, though. She didn't. But I guess, you know what? She wanted to give it. She wanted to be honest at the same time because she just disappeared. She wanted right? to like, explain why there's piss at your front door. <laughs> that and like, why did you ring the doorbell and take off? <laughs> That's still the funniest visual to me. Like, you see her like ducking into her car. <laughs> right. And and, and I'm like, wait. May-. So at first, when I even saw the car take off, I'm like, well, maybe it wasn't her. Because why would you come and leave? Like, this makes no sense. Did you used to do that as a kid? Nikki Nikki Nindor? <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yes. yes, probably. After, I had a, I had a client pee. Um, same thing. Like, she, well, okay. In her case, I know that it was a medical concern because we had talked about it, that she had some incontinence problems. And anyway, she had an accident while here. And she didn't say anything. Like, she just got up and left. And, like, she obviously knew it happened because she just, like, suddenly got up really quickly and was like, hey, bye, and left. And didn't tell me that she peed on my furniture. Oh, no, you can't do that. I was like, that's – I I can understand her being embarrassed, but I'm like, we've had many conversations. She's told me about her issues. She's told me about the things that have happened. So I guess I was kind of surprised that she didn't say anything, but I'm glad I noticed or I would have just, like, she was my last client of the day. I would have just walked out and left pee stain on the furniture. (laughs) (laughs) Everything gets thrown out. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Mark's face right now. He's just so disgusted. Maybe we should talk about something less disgusting. You know what I did want to ask you? Because you're saying Jessica's the friend that'll say it as it is. Like you're, you're blunt, right? 
So Mm -hmm. have you ever had like a super rude or irate client and how did you deal with them? Oh, no, I've been good. Like I've been really lucky. Like, oh, you know what? Or they're scared of you. That that could be it too. (laughs) Because I, you know what? I give my clients the real me, right? Like, yes, I'm professional. I will joke around, but they also know I don't fuck around. So for the most part, I think like we've got this level of, I guess, comfort where maybe that's probably why they haven't crossed the line. But I've had one person, oh, this guy I could not stand. So um, (laughs) you may actually know of him. Um, Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) So he was this big, I was doing um, some corporate massage and um, he was like this, the the big wig. But I also kind of got a feel for like his arrogance. Like just how he would speak and um, speak about his his staff and mm-hmm. himself, you know what I mean? Like I, I once I sensed that that he felt he was better than other people. Like for me, that was a complete turnoff. Yeah. So um, one day he comes in, or sometimes he would be scheduled and he just wouldn't show up just because, right? Like no warning, no nothing, and I'm just I just said, you know what? Enough's enough. If you're not showing up and I'm not getting paid for it, you're not getting booked. Like it is what it is. And I guess they were trying to give this guy a pass because of who he was. Mm -hmm. And I don't live my life that way. So one day he comes in and he's getting his treatment and he decides he wants longer than 60 minutes and he doesn't give a damn who's next. So he's like, oh, yeah. So he's like, oh, who's next? And I'm like, oh, let's just say it was John. I'm like, oh, John's next. And he's like, "Uh, John doesn't need a massage. Forget him. You could cancel him. And I'm like, uh, no, everybody's dollars the same. You book the appointment that you would like, and I'll make sure I accommodate you. I will not bounce anybody for you. That's not happening. And he made the biggest stink. Like he wanted me out of there. He's like, because I wasn't willing to conform to his antics that he wanted to put on. Hmm. And um, so I guess his partner who loved me, so he's the exact opposite. He probably hated me because I wasn't going to do what he wanted. Whereas the other guy loved me because I stood for myself and he just, he and I just got along so well. So the other guy comes up and he's like, yo, I heard what happened between such and such. Cause like it became like the talk of the office. Like Jessica, yeah, Jessica was not putting up with his shit. So, and he didn't like it. So he comes up to me. I heard what happened and um, I know he wants you to go. And I'm like, listen, I'm not staying anywhere that I'm not wanted, nor am I going to adhere to his rules that he wants to appear, uh, I, I guess create for himself to think that he's better than anybody else is not happening. And he's like, you know what? Good for you. I'm glad you're standing up for yourself. I'm really sad to see you go. And I guess he must've had this big meeting with him. And he's like, I want her back here. She's done nothing to you. And it's you that has a problem. And I was back the next week just because wow. he fought for me. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Off, off mic, we'll talk about this because I, <laughs> I think I do. I think I do know these people that we're talking about. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I can't remember if, if I had ever mentioned if I had any like crazy or irate cri- clients. I think it was just that one. Did you ever have any super angry clients? I've had like... She's she's actually really funny. She is like this old Russian lady. She has the same conversation with me every fucking time I treat her. Every time. And if I was treat like I was treating her when I when I was working at that clinic, she would come in once every two weeks. 
and it would always be like we met for the first time. <laughs> I swear to you, but it's not because she wasn't there. She was all there. She just, I don't know, maybe she has nothing to talk to me about, with me about, or she just doesn't remember. I'm not memorable to her. So it's the same conversation every time, but she's always angry in the conversation. She's always telling me, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. I know this much because I studied here and I did this and blah, 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 and blah, 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 all these things. And it was just like that every two weeks. It's the exact same conversation. <laughs> it's the, it doesn't it's like it's scripted it's like it's scripted it doesn't change but she was she was pretty kind of always angry and i know you and i feel like she sat there and ranted and ranted and ranted and you said nothing exactly. the entire hour it's, it was scripted <laughs> mark line was zero i had no lines it's facial expressions have you ever had a client ask you out or hit on you have you ever had anything like that where you've had to shut somebody down uh Maybe once. It, or you know what? Back in school, we had clinic and we were dealing with uh, brain injured. So we had the, the, I guess, the partnership with the brain injury institution or something like that. Yeah. And I'll never forget. There was a guy as I was massaging. He was on the table and he grabs my leg. And I, in that moment, I'm like, okay. And I kind of just fling it away. Right. And I just, I don't say anything. I just kind of threw him off. But I also had to keep in mind that his ability to, I guess, make sound judgment wasn't all there. Right. So um, that was, I would say, the most awkward. Oh, not, not not the most awkward, but the first inappropriate experience I've had. Second, Kijiji ad, this guy's response to my ad. And it's very professional. I put everything, direct billing. I even put in big, bold letters, um, professional inquiries only. I'm a registered massage therapist, but you know what? Everybody's going to try something. Mm -hmm. So be it that he puts in his ad uh, or his response to my ad. Um, Hi, Jessica. Um, I just, I have like some really um, tight hamstring and glute issues. I was wondering if you um, can focus on that. And I have some abdominal issue issues. Are you okay with doing abdominal massage? And I'm like, well, I have no problem as long as it's within the, the boundaries that are set for a registered massage therapist. I, I kept using those words in my response. I'd be happy to treat you. Will you be using your benefits today? You know what I mean? Like all of that to make sure that we're on the same page. Mm -hmm. Now the man comes face down, doing the treatment as per normal, flip him over. And now we get to doing the stomach massage piece. And he decides, I guess he's not wearing any briefs. So his little thing is poking out. Or he's trying to make it poke out. Oh boy. And yeah. And I'm just like, sheet up. And he tries to keep pushing it down. And I'm like, sheet up. And he tries to keep pushing it down. Like, and when I say pushing it down, like not that it's fully exposed, but enough that there's anything, you know, something to see. Yeah. And so anyways, finish the stomach massage, do up the head, neck, shoulders, let it go. And so maybe about a month or two after that, I put another ad out. He puts the response and then he sees my response back and he's like, oh, I've had you before. And I'm like, Yes, you did, John. And he's like, yeah, you didn't seem very comfortable with doing the, the stomach massage. And I'm like, well, that would be because you didn't want a stomach massage, you dirty old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What you were looking for was not a stomach massage. Exactly. Do you and know I had that's not your stomach? <laughs> <laughs> I had one other person who was trying to make like the illicit inquiry kind of thing. And um, because my number was attached to it, too, they ended up texting me. And I remember responding back again, very professional. And he was like, so 
is there any possibility for a little extra? And you know, sometimes on your phone, I don't know if your phone does this, it will give the person's name as it's registered. Yeah. Well, he attempted to do it anonymously at first, but his name started to now show up in that text. And so when he was getting rude, I'm like, well, Paul, um, <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm a registered massage therapist. I'm not here for your nastiness. You should try and seek somebody else that is willing to assist you in the, the back of, I don't know, the Toronto Sun or whatever shit that is. Yeah, I've had a few of those. I had somebody just, uh, I think it was, la- was it last week that I told you that? Not I got where a- your stomach is, Paul. Right. <laughs> imagine, imagine he really thought that was called his stomach. And like every time he was like, my stomach's hurting. It was like this fucking, <laughs> fucking sack and dick and shit. And he's like, why is no one touching this area? Why do they keep touching above my, my stomach? stomach. <laughs> oh my God. Poor guy. Yeah. Okay. Poor guy. <laughs> Some guys are just so like, just so bold though. So I had one guy, like I said, I think it was last week. I called Mark or text him immediately after it happened. Um, It was a phone number I didn't recognize. So I knew right away it was probably like a client or somebody who found me online because it was just after RMTs were given the green light to go back to work. So this guy calls, I pick up. He said, uh, how much for a massage? Like not high, anything, not, you know, doesn't introduce, just how much for a massage? And by the way, when I answer my phone when I'm not working, sometimes I just say, hello. So how do you even know you're calling the right number, right? Anyway, right. so I answered my phone and how much for a massage? And I said, well, actually, I haven't yet reopened because RMTs, because again, I wanted to make sure he knew he's calling out a registered massage therapist. I'm like, RMTs were only given um, the green light to start work yesterday. So, you know, we're not yet open. I told him like when we were planning to reopen and I think at that point, I either asked his name or asked how he got my contact. And he totally ignored the question and just said, okay, but do you guys offer happy endings? And I said, no. And then he just hung up on me. <laughs> so stupid. Well, and then yesterday, I get a text message. Because, I mean, if somebody goes on the website, it shows a phone number. But yeah. why do you why do you automatically assume it's a cell phone? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. anyway, so I get a text message from a phone number I don't know that just says, how much for a massage? <laughs> and I was like, again, who the fuck does that? Who calls <laughs> someone or texts someone? No hi, no, exactly. like not even who you are, nothing. Like, you know, I'm inquiring. I, I saw, I found your website, nothing, just how much for a massage? And so I responded back and said, hi, who am I speaking to? And how did you get my contact? And <laughs> they all they wrote back was the internet. And so I showed that to Mark and I'm like, yeah, that's somebody I'm not contacting back to come for treatment. <laughs> like, really? The internet. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> if you were on the internet, if you were on my website, you would have seen my prices. You would have seen where I'm located. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. No, as females, we get some strange people, like some strange men coming through, yeah. some more desperate than others. And some of them I've had to call out for their desperation because I'm like, when you've crossed the line, I'd be like, listen, you dirty, desperate old man, stop your shit. <laughs> you dirty, desperate old man. Disgust. I'm so lucky. Like, I, it, it hasn't happened a lot to me. I've heard some really, really bad stories from other female therapists. So I mm-hmm. consider myself pretty lucky because, I mean, just having somebody text me how much for a massage is not that bad. <laughs> right. You're right. Like, aside from, like, the – I was going to call him Gray Penis Man. Um, aside from him, like, I really didn't have any, like, face-to-face experiences. Most of it comes through text. Mm. What other strange things have you guys had? I haven't had a ton of really strange things. Like, again, it's – 
it's nothing like the, okay uh we were talking about farts earlier not that i want to bring it back there but <laughs> this one this one is just funny and i can't remember i think i've i've mentioned it on an episode before i can't remember but there was this guy that came to the clinic i was speaking of that i worked there with like seven other people so there was this guy that was sort of a regular of mine there and uh, the receptionist at the time had a huge crush on this guy and a couple of other therapists like made notice of him. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he was a regular of mine. And one day his name was in my appointment book and I made a joke to the receptionist like, oh, look who's coming in. She's like, you're so fucking lucky. You are so fucking. And she's not a therapist. Right. And so she said to me like, oh, my God. So like, what does his body look like? I'm like, yeah, we're not having that conversation. Sorry. <laughs> but she anyways. Um, so he comes in that day and He's on the table and I like go out to wash my hands. Sorry, he's getting on the table. I go to wash my hands and the receptionist is like, you know, sort of like mouthing things to me across the room. She's like, oh my God, I'm so jealous. Like she was like so obsessed with this guy. Anyway, I go back in. We're in the treatment <laughs> for maybe. Did smell bad? <laughs> no, no, it's even better. So I go back in. We're probably like four minutes into the treatment and he falls asleep and he starts snoring, which no big deal. And probably seven minutes in, he wakes himself up with the loudest (laughs) fucking fart ever. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that is the funniest thing to see when someone wakes themselves up. (laughs) (laughs) So he startles himself awake and then he like pretends that he wasn't sleeping and like tries to say something. And I'm like, I'm trying not to laugh. Anyway, when I went back out, I all I said to her was I'm like, yeah, I don't see what you see. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you didn't tell her eh i would have told her <laughs> with him there in the, no, 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 no. In the, no as soon as he left i would have been like yo oh i'm pretty sure at some point i did tell her like yeah he's like just burst that bubble a little bit <laughs> <laughs> so i have a guy that i'm gonna say is the the typical guy if anybody saw him people would be like i'm gonna say even those that ne- wouldn't necessarily be interested would see the attraction within him. He's about, okay. you know, six, six, decent built firefighter kind of thing, you know, tan kind of look, you he's know? A, he's a firefighter. Like, yeah. don't all women just love firefighters just because exactly. they're firefighters? Exactly. Right. So, like, you know what I mean? He just fits in that whole category, that stereotype. So I'm like, okay, get him, get him in there, start massaging the back all as well. I'm like, okay, yeah, he, his physique on the outside matches the inside. And then all of a sudden, I get to the legs. And why am I tucking the sheets into lace panties? <laughs> I'm like, what? so I'm like, wait a minute, wait. And you know, you're trying to do this because you're you're doing it professionally, but now you're like, did I see right? So now I'm trying to do a little shift up of this. You know what I mean? Like, get the right angle. Is that all lace or is like just partially lace? Like, I'm trying to understand. What Does it here. matter? Why was he wearing lace? <laughs> You don't understand. Like, I had this whole moment after I saw that first piece of lace. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Kinky. <laughs> Maybe it makes yes. him feel sexy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Maybe he actually isn't a firefighter. He's a stripper who <laughs> dresses as a firefighter on stage. That what is it with chicks and firefighters? I don't get it. Like, what's the appeal about a firefighter? Um, is it the suspenders? Is that what it is? I'm just going by every stereotypical firefighter picture I've ever seen. Well, I mean, I what think you've got to be really in shape to be a firefighter. I think that is an appeal. So it's, you know, a lot of like young, in shape dudes. Yeah. Hmm. And they run into burning buildings. That's appealing. That's appealing. <laughs> 
Is it? Uh, I think maybe on like a, I'm, I'm just, I'm acting like I know anything about psychology. Maybe on like a subconscious level, women see that and are like, yes, he could, he could protect me. Do he chicks care about life. what dudes do for work? Like, I don't think dudes give a shit about what a chick does for work. I think it depends. I don't I think, think it matters to the their... guy. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but. Um, you know, nowadays you just hope he has a job, but. Like... <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, I guess depends on where this woman is in her life, right? If she's established, I'm, I'm assuming she wants somebody that does for themselves and does it well if she's on that level as well. I'm, I'm just guessing. Yeah, even when, even when I was younger, like before I met you even, like that was always something that was important to me that the person I was with was ambitious in some way. I didn't necessarily care what their career path was, but you know, mm-hmm. you don't want someone who's just... Like, you know, hangs out all day and plays video games. Right. Has bed sores from binge watching Netflix. Netflix. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to date someone like that. No. Why? <laughs> I start to hate myself at that moment. And if you're going to date someone like that, at least they can make donuts. <laughs> the least they can do. Oh my god! Oh, and that show—it was Ozark. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Jason yeah. Bateman. I yeah. actually was going to watch that one, and then I don't know why we didn't. I, I watched all three seasons in one weekend. Like that's how dedicated I am to a show. Was it good? Recommend? Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I recommend it. Season, yeah, yeah. Season two kind of ended a little slow, but it was all really good. All right. Well, since we've taken up a lot of your time and the unprofessional hour, aside from talking about the funny shit that happens to us, I mean, we hit all the major ones. We hit, <laughs> we hit the smells. We hit the inappropriate, disgusting dudes. We we hit the just the random shit. You know, the lace panties. The one question that we typically leave for the end, and it's perfect for you, Miss Money Mind, <laughs> is if you won the lottery tomorrow, yeah. are you still? Are you still in this career, or are you saying peace out, clients? I'm a fucking millionaire. <laughs> peace out. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna find a box and put nothing no. No, I. And this goes back to the love piece because I truly love what I do. I love the interaction I have with my clients. I'm blessed that we have got a great relationship. So I would keep them. Wow. I, I keep them. I may not work at, like at this point. I, if we were looking at it because I have all this money, I'm not working to keep up the same pace. But I will keep the ones that I enjoy. I like we have it. some good conversations with my clients. There, so yeah, I have a lot of clients that I think I actually enjoy seeing them. Like yeah. I, there's certain people that I'm like, oh, good. I'm glad they're coming in. Like I'm, I'm happy to catch up with them, and I'm happy to talk to them. I get it. I still think I would just walk away, but <laughs> <laughs> it just has nothing to do with not not liking the work. I love the work. Not liking the people. I love the people. I don't know. I just also like being fucking lazy. I was gonna say, yeah. I think you've hit that phase of your life where you're like, yeah, I I'm can old. see how retirement would be nice. <laughs> yeah, like people staying home with the beginning of COVID. I'm like, this is this is easy. This is great for me. Yeah, I I literally actually said I'm built for this. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone's upset about doing nothing and no, and not being interactive with people. I was okay with that. So. As much as I love people, I love being by myself as well. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I totally yeah. get it. Yeah, we didn't have like a huge struggle being home all the time because that's kind of our lifestyle anyway. So yeah. that part was okay. The not making money part, yeah, I could have done yeah. without that. That was a it was not my favorite, but exactly. That's okay because because we did work our fucking asses off up to that point. And I can say that. I can say that we we work. And so 
you know, when this hit, we weren't in a position where we're like, fuck, like, you know, how are we going to pay our bills for the next few months? Because, mm-hmm. we'd, you know, it kind of hurt a little bit having to spend money that, you know, we were hoping to put towards other things. But, you know, yep. whatever, we're here, we're surviving, and we had a place to come back to. I think Mark's going to sleep. Oh. Still awake there? <laughs> Struggling. You're weak. Stone is what I am. <laughs> Don't worry, just now. As soon as I hang up. No, you don't even know the booking process of this episode. That's what we'll leave off with. So (laughs) as I said, Mark and I are laying in bed. We're trying to think like, we want to do an unprofessional hour. Who could we talk to? So your name came up. So I send you a text (laughs) message and she writes back to me, okay, phone, but she wrote PHN. And I wrote back to her, I am fairly stoned right now, and I'm only <laughs> partly sure that you're asking me if we're going to record via phone. <laughs> like, And then she wrote a whole bunch of stuff. And at some point, she wrote, yes, are we recording via phone? I was like, okay, thank you. Like, I can't, I can't keep up with this conversation right now. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I get text messages when I'm high. I'm like, you know what? This is way too much. I can't answer right now. Yeah, I can't do it. I am not capable of human conversation. That's why I don't know how you get stoned and record these. I don't know because it's, it's just too hard. No, it's actually quite easy. (laughs) (laughs) Before we wrap up tonight, is there anything else that you want to add, Jessica, or anything you want to ask Jessica, Mark? No, I think, I think I've heard it all. I think we went bareback into empty boxes. uh, (laughs) You're not going to let her live that down. No, and, uh, and and Paul, Paul doesn't know where his stomach is. I think, I think we learned a lot. Paul doesn't know where his stomach is. (laughs) Oh, yes. No, this was great. This was great. It was actually very easy because it was just natural conversation. Yes. Well, thank you for agreeing to talk to us so late. And I know you don't like mornings, so I don't. I hope you don't have anything to do super early tomorrow morning. Not before uh, I'm I'm, I'm actually going to go uh, season some food because I have meals to prep for tomorrow. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) What do you wait? Okay, what's on the menu for tomorrow before we go? Two chicken, rice, and peas. Wow. You, that is Mark's favorite, favorite meal ever so that is the only okay that is the only west indian dish i ever learned how to make because it was his favorite so (laughs) i do make stew chicken i'm not going to make it for you because yours will be way better than mine for sure so i think i'm gonna have to uh sign up for your meal prep service so i can try (laughs) some of this food happy to help i'm getting hungry now all right well thank you so much jessica this was fun it was nice to catch up after 10 years Right on. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.